0: Hello, beloved children of God. I'm Grace Seaman, and you're listening to Catholic in College, a podcast to encourage college students that we're not alone in practicing our faith, even in the midst of a secular college culture. Today, we're welcoming back Serena Stokes to talk about why you should all join a Bible study. Sacred Scripture has played an important role in Serena's life, and she has seen how powerful it can be to study together. Okay, welcome back, Serena, to the podcast.
1: Thank you, thank you.
0: Yeah, so we actually met because I joined your Bible study. So I yes. thought it'd be <laughs> fun to have you convince other people to join a Bible study since you convinced me. <laughs> so, yeah, let's start out with just what role has sacred scripture played in your faith?
1: Yeah, uh, pretty big one. Uh, I feel like most of my life it's taken a back seat, though, quite honestly. Just kind of found it as another book. But I would say going into my senior year of college is really when I started to pick up Scripture and for it to come alive, right? Uh, And realizing that to the degree in which I love and pursue after the heart of Christ in the Eucharist, when I'm holding a Bible, when I'm opening His Word, I'm beholding Christ in my hand and Him speaking into my heart. And so I go with that mentality every time I, I'm just looking at my Bible right here. And I'm like, every time that I, I pick up his the Bible and his word, I'm just overcome with just this uh, profound infusion of grace, honestly. Um, and so I would say, yeah, the role of scripture in my life is just, yeah, sometimes I just need those love letters uh, spoken to me, spoken into my heart. Um, that no other person could really say so yeah I'm being able to to share that word with other people for people to be able to encounter the love of God the heart of the the pursuing heart of the father through the story of salvation honestly sacred scripture has been a huge source of life-giving flow for mission for me if I'm not opening up his word and and coming to know him, like I can't make him known in Bible study. Yeah. Right. You know? So. Yeah.
0: Like you, I also thought it's just, you know, another book, like an important part of faith, but Mm -hmm. yeah. Then I think for one of our campus ministry meetings, we were going over the first part of the gospel of John. Mm -hmm. Like in the beginning was the word and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And, Mm She's trying to get us to realize, like, what does this mean? Okay, scripture is, like, actually super important because it, the word is made flesh in Jesus. Yeah. Great. All of that. So what would you say your favorite Bible verses or stories are?
1: Woof. <laughs> that is a loaded question, Grace Seaman. I would say... There's a lot. There's honestly a lot I could say. The Gospels really just come alive for me oftentimes. But I would also say uh, the story of Moses. Uh, in the Old Testament, I, I love Moses. <laughs> um, and that would be probably one of my, my favorite. Uh, yeah, scripture stories, one of my favorite overarching um, plot of the story of salvation Uh, would be him Um, just all of these reasons as to why he can't do what it is that the Lord's calling him to do. And uh, the Lord asking him to go back to this grave, go back to Egypt, go back to his tombs, um, his old life, and to be this profound witness and bring people out of slavery and bring them into the heart of the father again. Um, And I just, I love that. And how much Moses, he would get ugh, just so sad and so angry sometimes at these like poor Israelites who <laughs> just start moaning and groaning and whatnot. And, um, yeah, and then also just Moses' relationship with the Lord, getting to see him face to face, his face being transformed into one of glory and being that shining witness to the people um, coming down from the mountain. And, yeah. I love Moses. Um, I'd also say Matthew 14, Peter walks on water. Story of my life. (laughs) It's probably the gospel passage I go back to the most all the time. Um, That and the woman caught in adultery. So it's probably those two. Yeah. It's funny that you
0: mentioned Moses because... When I led the Story of Salvation Bible study, all of the girls in our freshman Bible study shout out. We're like huge Moses fans. And I think it's because we can all relate to that feeling of, no, I'm not good enough to do this. You have to choose someone else Mm -hmm. and learning to trust that he's going to be with us through all of that. Mm Mm-hmm gotta love moses
1: gotta love moses i'm like you also just like you come to know how much the father fights for you just endless pursuit of our hearts and i'm just that's my dad that is my dad and i'm like and i'm an israelite dang flabbit i'm an israelite but i also (laughs) see i'm moses too so
0: yeah yeah it's so funny when we look back on the people of israel we're like they were always complaining and it's so obvious that they shouldn't have been doing this and then realizing oh that's us we do that all the time Mm -hmm. I think you had talked about that in one of our Bible studies and then it finally like clicked for me that it's the same story of God bringing us out of the slavery of sin
1: yeah yeah and I also want to add to that um which kind of pertains from your first question that you asked me but this story of like scripture in my own life, I'm like, we know the story of salvation, all of the covenants, right? Jesus, and then Jesus ascends into heaven, and then you get Acts, and then you get uh Saint Paul, right? And then ending with Revelation. And honestly, the role of scripture of the Bible and us is that the Bible, the word doesn't just stop here. The word, I'm supposed to be filled with the word to be a continuation of the story. Right? Am I allowing Jesus so deeply into every single part of my life that I continue to write this greater story of salvation? Right? A story that could be greater than Moses, that can be greater than David, that can be greater than Judith, Esther, Ruth, you know? Um, and I'm like, yeah, this is this is my father and who he is for all of these people. And I can see my own self in this, but this is also. This is also what he's doing for me. And this is the story that I can continue on um, for other people to see and know him too. So I think that's really convicted me And yeah, why read scripture and allow it to be transfused into every single part of your being. So Yeah,
0: that's so inspiring when it's not just the words on the page, mm-hmm. like the word of God is living and effective. Yes. And it's continued in us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So before you started leading your Bible study in college, had you had any experience being in a Bible study before?
1: Not, I mean, a little bit. So I was in like the Bible study club in high school and I also led, uh, it's called Edge for Life Teen an Edge small group for two years and was in Life Teen And so I kind of knew how to lead, kind of knew what it was like. I kind of got involved in one my freshman year of college, but I was one of those people where I was like doing so many other things and I didn't think it was really that important to go. I was like, I can just go to mass and go to like the Newman nights, which Newman night was like the equivalent of community night here at UNL. And figured that would really be it, that's fine. Didn't really take it that seriously. But I naturally, yeah, I feel like I just kind of naturally knew how to lead a Bible study. Wasn't really that convicted in it, I don't think. Just another check off the list of things to do, you know. (laughs) When
0: did that change for you, becoming convicted in leading Bible studies?
1: Yeah, full transparency when I became a missionary um, here at UNL. And truly... That's when I tell people, like, the Lord does not call you because you're capable. He calls you because you're called, because we're chosen as his children to do such, right? And so I led one my senior year of college. It was a, a freshman one with girls that I absolutely loved. It was very small. And, um, yeah, and I, I did, like, a theology of the body. And, yeah, I would, I would get something out of it. I wasn't praying with it. I wasn't allowing scripture to be embedded into my being. I wasn't allowing Jesus to speak into my heart. Um, And yeah, it wasn't until I came onto campus and after I had gone through the story of salvation, Bible study over the summer with my team, that I was like, whoa, I didn't realize Bible study can actually change a person's heart because my heart's changing over here. And I'm a, how old was I? 22? 22 (laughs) 22-year-old, you know? So,
0: yeah. So since, like, letting the Word transform you, Mm -hmm. going into leading the Bible study or Bible studies here at UNL, what fruits have you seen come from your Bible studies
1: here? I'd say one thing, and Grace, I think you would agree with this, is um, vulnerability and authentic friendship. I think that is the biggest fruit that I've seen in, in our Bible study, which is now going to be a junior Bible study, right?
0: Did you ever expect us to get this far?
1: I was hoping. <laughs> I was really hoping. Lord Jesus, please keep these girls together. And he's He's done it, and it's grown. I'm like, there's like 20 girls in this Bible study now, yeah. and praise God. But, uh, yeah, I'd say the the authentic friendship and you guys can just be very raw with each other at times and I don't even have to do anything sometimes I come in and I'm like I have the scripture that we are going to go over and prompting questions but then ultimately it's you guys who just who just go and the spirit is just like ah my children let's do this you know um and yeah so I would say that and also just prayer that would be another thing is just seeing you guys truly desire to pray truly desire to know the Lord because you're encountering him in Bible study and now those who are those of you guys who are leading your own Bible studies now those of you guys who who are faithful disciples of the Lord pursuing a real tangible personal relationship with him now you guys are the ones who are through friendship with everybody else teaching what it is that I've I've taught for so long and therefore I'm just I'm just another bystander with you guys pursuing heaven you know I'd say those are a couple of of huge graces that I've seen yeah I love
0: it when We come into a Bible study and you've clearly got something planned and then someone will say something or just like ask a question and you're like, okay, we're doing this now. Just like (laughs) the spirit moving is wonderful. But yeah, why should people join Bible studies?
1: Yeah. You know, I have thought about this many times and What I have come to see just from leading Bible study, what I've seen in my own heart from being in Bible study or small groups or whatnot, is that everybody desires to be seen, right? Everybody desires to be known and loved. And how do you do that is through vulnerability. But how often do we not allow ourselves to be vulnerable because we're scared? Because vulnerability leads to abandonment, rejection. Vulnerability leads to shame. And vulnerability leads to people seeing my ugliness. But that's what Bible City does. Why join it is because through friendship and through the Word of God and the Spirit that's already dwelling within us, he starts to to bring up those those things in which we have kept hidden for so long and prompts that out of us, by encountering him in the word, right? And the transfusion of those two just leads to leads to something so beautiful. By seeing, like, wow, I'm I'm not alone in my faith journey. I'm actually not alone in my pain either. And I think that's the biggest reason is like, is one through Bible study, you're seen if you allow yourself to be vulnerable right, and if if the leader is able to prompt that, if you're willing to prompt that yourself, but then also to come together and, man, just see how the Lord is transforming somebody else's heart right in front of you by the word of God, right, and ultimately, I mean, yeah, taking that scripture part out of it, I would say the, the friendship part and the need to be seen, would be why join a Bible study. That's from what I've witnessed and seen from women that I've led. So, yeah. Mhm.
0: Yeah, it's just so wonderful the environment of trust that we've created in our Bible study, and mm-hmm. like I honestly pray that every Bible study can get to that point. And it's difficult to get there, and it takes time, but yeah. it's so good. Yeah. So, how do you think studying scripture together helps? Because of course people can read it on their own and pray with it on their own. But what is it about reading it together?
1: Mm. Oh gosh, yes, I love this. <laughs> right. So, I think of uh 1 Corinthians chapter 12, right, which is we are a part of the body of Christ, but each of us have have, have our own part, right? Um, some of us are the ear, the hand, the finger, the toe, the nose, the heart, you know? And so in that sense, the word of God speaks to all of us in a very different way, right? Like I I think about, um, my friendship with one person completely different from my friendship with another person, completely different from my friendship with my mom or my sister or, you know, a teammate or whatnot, And so, so is the same for God. So then when we, when we come together, it's like, I know how he's, he's speaking directly to me and I, and I hear that, but I'm like, then I can see somebody right next to me where he's speaking in a completely different way. And I just get side blown and I'm like, whoa, whoa, that's insane. But then your heart becomes so appreciative of God by seeing the way that he loves another right in front of you. But also seeing the way that he loves you by allowing him to speak to you through another person. I think that's even like really profound. So there is something incredibly powerful about studying scripture with other people because we're all separate parts of the body of Christ. We all each have a different relationship with him. He speaks to us all in different ways. And so, therefore, we can come together as one and just be built up into this powerful iron man. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) With the the armor of God, which is the word of God, you know? (laughs) I like that analogy. Yeah, I don't know. I just came up with that, you know?
0: (laughs) I like it, too. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, I've definitely seen that. Like, Mm -hmm. I've been over the Beatitudes so many different times and everyone has like a different interpretation of what blessed are the poor in spirit means and they're all like yeah very good interpretations and I'm like I would have never thought of it in that way but mm-hmm. yeah I'm glad I'm studying with these other people so if people are now convinced to join a bible study how can they get involved in a, in a bible study at UNL or if you know like other campuses
1: yeah Um, so at typically at any campus or what you can do at UNL is you can like go to the website and see what activities it is that we have. And I know that you can click on focus and like join a focus Bible study or whatnot, but oftentimes you can walk into your Newman center and go to the front desk and say, Hey, I want to get involved in a Bible study. And it's as simple as that. You know, somebody takes down your number and sends it off to to somebody to contact you. Um, That's one way. Also, just um, asking your peers, like, uh, are you in a Bible study? Do you want to be in a Bible study? Uh, I know in uh, many Greek houses, they have a Catholic Bible study, right? But, yeah, I think it's so easy to just, you take a step into the Newman Center, you find that front desk, or you um, find a QR code. I feel like oftentimes that's like the thing now. Find a QR code and fill it out and then somebody will contact you, you know. The next thing is to respond.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you respond to them. <laughs> uh, yes, they will be overjoyed to welcome you into their Bible study as long as you respond.
1: Did you find that grace? <laughs> I did, yes. <laughs> Great. Glad to hear it.
0: Okay, so then one last thing. If people are wanting to read scripture on their own, where is a good place to start for them?
1: Yeah, I'd say great place to start is the Gospels, right? Um, Gospel of John, so beautiful, right? Um, I'm a big fan of Luke. I really like the Gospel of Luke. So yeah, I would start with any of the Gospels, Um, I'd also say the Psalms. So this actually has been really convicting of me recently as I've been praying with the Psalms the past couple of months. Got to be honest, I've never done that in my life. I know, weird. But the Psalms, just any emotion, any place that you're at in your life, just, you know. um, But yeah, that's where I would start. And I would also say don't just read through it. You can do that, but it's not meant to be read like a book. Right? It's it's Jesus speaking to you. It's a conversation when you read it. Right? Like when you're opening a letter from a loved one, you open that letter and you allow yourself to feel. You allow yourself to hear their voice. You allow it to penetrate your heart to be filled with gratitude and love with this person. And so it is with scripture. So it is with Jesus, right? Um and so then I would say, uh, do Lexio Divina. Pick out a, a scripture passage. Right. Um, let's go with uh, John 19, Jesus at the cross. Okay. Um, and so you're going to read that passage first, and then you're going to you're going to stop and reflect. What uh, verse, word, action um, stuck out to you? Right, so wherever you find like a movement there, what is it that stuck out to you? And you sit with that, and you think about what what am I what am I thinking about here? What comes up? And I kind of say, let your mind wander here, um, and yeah, just kind of just kind of let those uh, thoughts flow, and then read the passage again, and allow yourself to to sit with that one thing that stood out to you again and then give it to the lord tell him hey this is what was coming up and this is what i was thinking about or these are the emotions that i was thinking about or and just say what do you have to say what do you want to say to me right and you kind of are now engaged in this dialogue with him this active dialogue right and you can sit with this for however long right and then the next part is when once you find that there's that that stillness right that just like that that peace, even just for a brief moment, you sit with that in silence. And that's the hardest part, right, is that inactive engagement where you're just quiet um, and just sit there. And I'm just like, easily, all of a sudden, you're like, whoa, 30 minutes went by? I just prayed 30 minutes today. Woof. Um, and that's how I would... <laughs> That's how I would suggest praying with scripture to start off, you know? So, yeah. Journal too, if you like that. If you want to like write down your prayer afterwards, Mm. go for it.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. All very good. Solid Mm -hmm. advice. I agree wholeheartedly. All right. Thank you so much again, Serena, for talking to me. It has been such a joy and a blessing to have you on here.
1: Yeah, this was awesome. Thanks, Grace. (laughs)
0: To all of you listening, remember that you're never alone in your faith. Until next episode, let's all keep striving to be open, be present, and be loved.